0: This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, today we're off to Utah, into the uh, lithium space. Quite seriously, if you want to be in lithium, you probably should be in the US because they need lots of it, and at the moment, they don't have any. And the company we're talking to today, Anson Resources, is out to change that with its Paradox project in Utah. It's a a brine project, which is a little bit different, and it's going down the DLE direct leach extraction process, which makes it a little different to what uh, we normally talk about here with the hard rock spongamine producers over in the West. So really looking forward to this. And we've got Bruce Richardson, the executive chairman and CEO, to bring us up to speed with what the company's been up to. And if you take a look at the share price, you'll see that uh, there has been a bit of happening across a number of fronts. But before we jump into that, I'll say, G'day, Bruce, welcome to the podcast.
1: How are you going there?
0: Right. Uh, Bruce, I just mentioned there that uh, in this market anyway, there's a great understanding, I think, about the hard rock producers in WA and uh, the uh, Latin American uh, operations. But uh, this one's a little bit different. Paradox in Utah. Just give us a bit of a background on the project.
1: Oh, okay. Sure. Um, So the project is, it's brine, um, but it's at a depth of around about 6,500 to 8,000 feet uh, so a very deep uh, brine. It's discovered uh, when they were drilling for oil back in the 1960s. They drilled through a number of horizons. Um, this particular brine is under pressure, uh, under high pressure, around about 4,500 psi. Um, and that, as a consequence of the pressure, it, it's uh, able to be pushed to the surface um, through a, a pipe um, and then uh, have enough energy to be, move itself along to a processing plant. So it's a very unique um, project. It's different from the South American. So the the brine South America is much shallower. Mm -hmm. These are old seas, concentrated seas enriched with lithium. We have a grade of around about 180 ppm. Um, And it uh, has this unique feature, of course, is this pressure, which uh, saves energy costs, um, saves having to pump um, to surface. Therefore, the emissions are a lot less. Um, And the impact on the environment is very minimal. Uh, because it's only a number of pipes, um, you know, about uh, uh, 10 inches in diameter, which are joined together into about a 22-inch pipe uh, and then taken away for processing. So it's very unique in that regard. Yeah. Uh
0: You talked about the pressure there. So uh, I take it porosity and permeability. It's like we're talking about oil and gas fields, which is, this is obviously a an old field. Are you able to re-enter old wells, or do you have to drill new wells?
1: Or that's right. We for the exploration program, what we've done is to re-enter uh, uh, plugged and abandoned oil wells. So the ones that recorded um, brine on the way down to the oil horizon. The oil horizon is is about eight thousand feet, um, and we have um, brine on both sides of that. So six and a half thousand, we have it in the soil clastics. Um, uh, we call clastic uh, thirty-one having the most there. And then um, most recently, we've been going through the oil horizon down into a a different unit, the Mississippian unit, which has a much thicker, uh, which is much thicker, about 70 to 170 metres thick, whereas uh, classic 31 is about 10 metres thick. Uh, Porosity is about the same um, and pressure is about the same. And there's some connectivity between the two uh, caused by a geological feature known as Robert's rupture. So in other words, the, the rock's been broken up between 8,000, feet along a particular area, um, and it seems that um, there's some connection between those two areas. So it's a very interesting project um, um, providing a, a lot more brine than what we anticipated at the beginning of the project uh, having got down to the Mississippian units. Mm, it's kind of neat, really, uh, a second-hand use in a New Age material
0: um, from an established uh, oil and gas uh, uh, region. Yeah,
1: that's right. And, you know, the 60s, uh, they weren't very happy when the brine came out of the well. under <laughs> I did. <admit. our> <laughs> yeah, sp- Sprayed all over them and, and uh, their skin got a bit burnt. But um, someone thought it was a potash project, so they, they assayed it for potash, but they, they found reasonable amounts of lithium and, uh, and other minerals, including bromine. Um, but at that time, the market for uh, lithium didn't exist as it does now. Yeah. So they just recorded and left it. Right. I was going to ask about the, the bromine.
0: Not many investors would be aware. It's got, I know it's got a lot of industrial applications and uh, yeah. it's uh, uh, got a high uh, growth in zinc bromine battery batteries. Yes. That's right. So you intend producing two products,
1: co-products? We will eventually. I think um, you know, the focus at the moment is on the lithium. Um, the grade of, of the bromine is around about 3,500 ppm, um, where it's a lot higher than the lithium content um so we you know definitely see some opportunity there to uh, to extract that as well as as the next stage of the project jumping ahead of things here a bit but after
0: extraction of the lithium Mm. we re-injecting the solution or what happens to the the brine post
1: it's uh, we put it into the disposal well um, it'll go back into the ground a different horizon to from what it's extracted from Mm. Um, it'll be around about two thousand feet uh, rather than six and a half thousand there's a lot of porous rock down there, um, and so we've identified a couple of different options for us to dispose of it yeah so unlike the brines in South America there's not
0: acres and acres and acres of eva- evaporation ponds with this one
1: no it'll be uh, very um, environmentally friendly a, a better, around about ten inch pipe will come up and it'll connect together with about four other uh, three other pipes four in total and then into a larger diameter pipe and and for transportation. So most of that will be, of the transportation will be underground. So you won't see it much. Uh, It'll come up, um, there won't be a pump jack. We don't need pumping because of the the pressure that it's under. Mm. Uh, So very minimal um, impact on the the, uh, visual horizon, um, which is important these days, Uh, and then underground and uh, off to the processing area. Okay, so let's give investors a a bit of a feel for the scale of the uh The resource. You've
0: twenty second of August. There was a major resource upgrade. Could you just uh, run through that and
1: give investors a feel for the scale of this project? Sure. There's um, the uh, resource now is around about seven hundred and eighty eight thousand tons of lithium carbonate equivalent, um, and a lot more bromine. About three point five million tons of of bromine, um, which is very important. Indicated category, we have about two hundred thirty nine thousand tons of LCE, uh, lithium carbonate equivalent, um, but as far as the project concerned, this is only a, a very small area of the overall project size, and we anticipate that with the subsequent drilling programs that we plan to do, that this uh, the resource will continue to increase. Um, but it's already you know, heading towards that magic million, uh, and we're very happy with the way it's going. Yeah, Just as a matter of interest, who signs off on this, a petroleum engineer or a... Mineral
0: engineer, uh, geologist? That's or? right.
1: It's, uh, it's uh, petroleum engineers, people who have been working in the industry for 40, 50 years um, and in this area. So um, at least one of the wells, uh, one of them, one of the, uh, the drilling manager, he, he actually drilled the original oil well. There's a bit of a duster. They didn't really find much oil in there, but uh, it's useful to have those people around who are able to use the same techniques for drilling and also with estimating the resource. Mm. um and uh, and planning for you know the extraction okay now the with the
0: uh near on tons of uh, lithium carbonate equivalent project mm. doesn't uh, seem resource constrained at all so what's what are the hurdles to
1: getting it into production yes <laughs> so, so, mm. there's always a few hurdles there right so <laughs> uh, yeah so we have a, a you know a dfs which is coming out shortly which um will give us some uh base, a financial base to estimate the amount of money that we will need to invest and then um, and then uh, what the results, the financial results will be of that investment. So that's all um, pretty exciting a bit further down. From here, um, we have uh, uh, been working on the next stage of course, which is the processing or the extraction of the lithium um, from the brine and then locations for that and putting all the bits and pieces together. That we need to make it work. So that's utilities such as water, um, electricity, gas. Um, fortunately, we're very close to all of those things. So we're right on the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are water rights available. Um, there's electricity which is being used for industrial purpose by a potash project very close by. Same with the gas, the roads, um, the rail is already established. So all those things are pretty good. But it's a matter of Uh, linking and bringing those utilities to the location where we intend to do the processing. And uh, just this
0: week, uh, late August, that is, um, you've um, signed a technology, uh, lithium extraction, uh, direct lithium extraction technology, with Sun Resin, to Mm. develop a full-scale commercial lithium plant. So just fill us in on
1: who uh, Sun Resin is. Sun Resin is, um, as the name implies, it's a resin company. So not only resin for the extraction of lithium, but for the extraction of other minerals. Um, they have a long history, a public listed company. They have, uh, they have a large workforce. Uh, they're based in China. Um, as you know, I have a Chinese background in China. I spent a lot of time in China, so uh, it's easy for me to communicate with them. We also have a couple of uh, shareholders who are based over there. During COVID, we've been fortunate enough to have them to go and speak with uh, Sun Resin. Mm. The other interesting thing about Sun Resin, it's one of the uh, two companies which have commercialised their process, their DLE process, the other one being Levent, uh, previously known as FMC, Mm -hmm. Um, and they have a a, a resin extraction process as well. So uh, these guys are at uh, the forefront of their industry. Um, They have around about uh, four plants operating in China at the moment, uh, the largest being around 10,000 tonnes per annum, um, which is quite large. Uh, there's a, a large amount of uh, liquids that go through this. There's lots of tanks and uh, mixing of things and extra. Uh, so, so we're very pleased to be working with Sun Resin because they do have a technology that works. It's proven uh, they're, they're selling their product to customers uh, such as CATL, uh, which is one of the major battery manufacturers in China. So uh, they bring uh, this very interesting technology uh, to our project, we did trial around four different types of extraction, like DLE extraction or DLE processes, um, from different places of the world. Uh, for our particular brine, this one worked uh, very well. It gave us 91.5% recovery rate of the, the lithium from the brine, uh, higher than anything else we were able to achieve with uh, any other technology. So, it all um, looks pretty good. We've been working with Sunreza now since 2019. We did a couple of rounds of test work, um, laboratory first, and then small-scale pilot plant in China. Uh, we replicated that here in uh, Salt Lake City. Um, we got a very similar results to what was achieved. Uh, and so we're very um, enthusiastical um, by that uh, by that process and the, and the high rate of return that we're able to get from it. So very glad to have the opportunity of working with them. The agreement we signed is for you know, long-term cooperation, technology exchange, um, updating the technology as they have improvements and mm-hmm. um, all that's uh, very good for our company. Mm. It's
0: interesting in this market, I think uh, lots of people were looking the other way on daily. Um, But I, I think there was a, a change in the thought process when uh, Rio Tinto spent close to a billion dollars acquiring a project in Argentina, I think it was, and they said they would be going down the DLE pathway as well. So, as a technology, um, and you've just mentioned that Sun Resin uh, is involved in four operating plants in China, I think it's in actually building another six or involved in building another six. So this DLE technology is something that investors in this market need to get on top of. So on that basis, just if you could give us a summary of the main advantages and uh, what distinguishes it from the brine operations, the the evaporative brine operations.
1: Yeah, sure. So the the first one is... That um, within 24 hours, you've extracted the lithium uh, from the brine, right? Yeah. So with South America, you it's solar evaporation, you put it out in ponds for 12 to 18 months, depending on the weather, depending on the location. Um, and that's, uh, that's the first major change. Uh, recovery rates um, in South America, when, what you do is you start off I don't know, maybe eight ponds and you concentrate it down to one pond. But every time you move it, you, move, you lose some of your lithium so recovery rates in South America are much lower. So they have a higher grade than what we have um, in America, but um, they lose a lot of that through the process. Mm. Uh, we use water to wash the lithium from the resin. So it works that you, you the way it works is you bring in uh, the raw brine from um, uh, from the well, and you put it into tanks. And in the tanks uh, is a media, what they call a media. In this in this case, it's an aluminium sieve. It's tough, durable sieve, uh, but it looks like um, a coffee granule, like a Escafe Gold, about that size, mm-hmm. with lots of little holes in it. And, and the holes are there for surface area. The resin coats the surface area and, and the, they want the holes so they can get the maximum amount of recovery. Uh, so that it's in there for about six hours, uh, mixing together between the, the resin and the brine. At the end of, the, of that period, um, the lithium is attached to the resin. Uh, you drain the waste brine out to the bottom of the tank. You put in pure water. Uh, the pure water washes the lithium uh, from the media, the mm-hmm. aluminium sieve in this case, and you end up with um, with some lithium in water. Uh, from there, it's a it's a clean up process. So uh, the lithium, of course, has contaminants in it, and so we, we spend time extracting the things that uh, are the impurity, or consider the impurities, um, uh, until it gets to a, a high grade product so that's that's how it works um and uh, working successfully um i guess fortunately for us the type of brine that they have in china is similar to what we have and you know cleaning up the product um, is the important part of getting up to that ev grade okay i
0: guess um i know in other mineral areas particularly i'm thinking of gold where people have tried uh Resin beads of various descriptions. The concern has always been that the durability. But you, yes. uh, you're saying there that uh, these have a long life.
1: Yes, that's right. So, that, and that is it's a very important um, part of the process. Um, long life means um, lower cost, lower operating cost. So, in the case of the, of the media that they're using um, in China, they haven't had to replace any of the of the media, um, which yeah. which is really good. So. Some of the other processes, the, the life of the bead or the life of the, uh, the media is, is shorter and they're for much higher cost. Uh, and also some of those processes, they use chemicals to wash the lithium from the media. So you have to find a way of getting your chemicals there. So I'm talking about acids, hydrochloric or sulfuric acid that you have to transport or make on site to clean the or take the, uh, the lithium from the media. So in this case, it's water, and as I said, we're right next to Colorado River. The water is available, and uh, that makes everything a lot easier. So it's all coming together because the DFS is not far off now. Uh, is there a rough timing you
0: can give us of the DFS?
1: Yeah, I mean, as soon as possible. <laughs> right, that'd be the rough timing. So uh, yeah, we, we've finished all the engineering work. So um, Wally, the Wally Group, um, is the engineering company that we selected um, to work on this project. They've been working with the engineers at Sunresin uh, since November last year. I can tell you that the engineering design work is finished. Estimation uh, based on that engineering design is completed. Uh, The report is being written up. So we're getting very close to the end of the process and I'm very excited about being able to release that to the market.
0: So all the facts and figures will be in that DFS. Uh, but in terms of scale, um, mm. and we probably should wait for the DFS, but given that resource mm. base and some of the things you've been mentioning there, I would have thought in terms of production potential, you're well, in the American scene anyway, it will be substantial because there's uh, very little in the way of production there. But are we talking like 10,000 tonnes of LCE upwards perhaps?
1: I can't, can't tell you that, but yeah. um, I think we can speculate based on the – results that we got from the drilling program mm-hmm. um, and from the resource that you have there. It makes sense to have a target or something in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, we haven't finished our exploration or, or increasing the resource yet. So um, there's possibility of going, you know, to a higher figure mm-hmm. uh, sometime down the track as a second stage. Okay. And how do you see the
0: project fitting in with this, uh, uh, the US government, the Biden administration, uh, pushing things along in... Um, Strategic metals of all sorts, particularly uh, lithium.
1: Yeah, it's moving really, really very quickly, much faster than we thought it would uh, move. Of course, there was that initial burst on lithium when the Chinese government provided subsidies to develop um, their EV industry. Europe went next. Uh, now, US is trying to catch up. Um, they do have um, some lithium in the United States. Um, a lot of it in clay, mm. um, not much in brine, and a little bit of spodumene. On the east coast so there, there is a bit around there's also geothermal um some people are trying to extract that so we know we fit very neatly into that uh, uh demand curve that um, the us wants to have a big proportion of their passenger vehicles electric and um, we saw what happened with uh, just last week with california yeah. where they they wanted all that and not too long and you know 30 by 2026 when i mean, buy a tesla now because i don't think you can buy one in um, the next couple of months so uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how all that uh, pans out. We do have the right type of product um, we have a, a, uh, some test work done by another Australian company called Mavonics, um which uh, has some operations in the u s and canada and we we did a lot of test work on our particular on our uh, products that we made We made both lithium carbonate and lithium hydroxide we we tested both of those in uh, batteries over about a ninety day period during cycles um, and it performed equal to or better than the existing a tesla battery using a different different lithium but it performed better equal to or better than that so we have the the right product and then same time you have the biden administration you know with lots of money splashing around trying to get the industry going not unlike the chinese uh, let's say 10 years ago mm. um, they're throwing money at all levels of um of the ev um, industry including mining there are loans available through the department of energy we have been to see the department of energy and we've had preliminary discussions with them about uh, what might happen um, down, the, down the track as far as uh, low interest loans are concerned uh, and we will keep uh, keeping, keep working with them as with the DFS coming out now we're about to able to go back to them and start talking about real numbers and repayment periods and all that sort of thing
0: right I appreciate the DFS hasn't landed yet but uh, looking forward potentially you could be in production in what 24
1: 25. We think 25. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, some long lead items that we're already starting to identify and to you know, try and place orders uh, for those. Um, Resin is uh, very busy. They have a lot of uh, projects in their pipeline. So we need to you know, work quickly with them too to bring things forward. Uh, we anticipate that in the next six months or so, we'll do more engineering studies, develop up the project better, identify uh, you know, sources of of uh, the equipment and uh, comparative pricing, all that sort of stuff. Then early next year, we'll be looking to um, looking f- to raise substantial amount of money to take the project forward, and then after that, construction. Excellent.
0: Okay, Bruce, you've outlined a very interesting story there. Exciting stuff. Made in America lithium, nothing like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll be uh, watching with interest as uh, that DFS comes out, and then uh, investors can. Uh, Get a better feel for the the scale of this thing. As I mentioned at the start, the stock is trading at 28.5 cents for a market cap of uh, 290 million, which uh, is interesting when you run some comparatives with other ASX listed lithium stocks. So, worth having a look. So, Bruce, thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all, and we'll be watching with interest. Thanks so much. Cheers.